Yes, sir. Time we've ever had a guest. So, uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead. Y'all ready to bring him let's, on? Let's do it. Come on. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna accept his invite. He should be coming in here shortly. I don't know what it's gonna look like with four people. We've never done it. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is perfect. This is it. This is what I hoped for. <laughs> How's it going? Introducing tonight, Eric Knowlton, our guest, our um, our number one fan. AKA day one. Can you claim that title? I, we'll have to I, see. Proudly. Yeah. My mom might fight you for it, but <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. That's Shout to Mr. Mother love. love. I mean, it knows no end. <laughs> That's the way it works. It's fun, guys. I don't know. With all this action going on, with four of us going on here, I don't know where to look. Do we look at who's talking? I think that'd be a good idea. People, people critiqued me for, for looking down at my iPad. I heard your feedback. <laughs> I'm still looking down at my iPad because I haven't changed my setup yet. Hey, look, blame the Facebook people. I can't go live from my laptop and bring guests on. So it's Facebook's fault. I don't know why. I mean, just a just a couple more boxes, and we can go ahead and get that Brady uh, Bunch theme going. I, I agree. I agree. We should. My God. We should. Can we invite? Can we invite more people? We cannot invite more. We have been tapped out. Oh. Maybe it's just because there's nobody here to invite. I don't know. We're testing our technology. <laughs> as limited as it may be, our technology. We are a podcast recorded strictly off of cell phones and magical editing that has gotten us over. Have we hit three million views? I don't think we have, have we? I don't think so, yeah. But two million views, though. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. something to brag about. Yeah. I'll, start, I'll start adding up stuff. We'll get to the points. We'll get the decimal places. 2.7 million views. I don't know if that's true. I might have made that I know up. Jordan's 1.7. <laughs> Deion Sanders is 550K. I'm pretty sure that Scott Skiles is over a million. So we might so. be at 3 million. We might, mm -hmm. might be. If you combine TikTok and, and Facebook and our three people on Instagram, <laughs> who I've already established isn't actually my mom, even though that's who I've said has been watching us on Instagram. <laughs> my mom doesn't know what Instagram is. Look, so... We'll be on. My mom does know what Facebook is. So here's the question. Here's what we're talking about. We're derailing everything and asking, why is my mom not watching my podcast? That's what I want to know. I mean, she's in the target group now for Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remembered when I was cool for having a Facebook, and I have suddenly now gotten to the point where I'm not cool for having a Facebook. It's amazing how life works. Oh, yeah. My 13-year-old was like, Dad, that's such a nail. <laughs> right. All of our children have made fun of us for recording our podcast on Facebook. Every yes, one of them. Have. Nobody uses Facebook. He's like, what? <laughs> I invited my son to watch us tonight, and he's like, uh, you know, he's 18 years old. He's like, I don't oh, have boy. Facebook. So yeah. Like, what are we How do you laugh without Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? I mean, you know what they say, Drew? Sometimes you have to have difficult conversations with your loved ones. So that might be a question you got to ask your mom. Yeah. Yep. Not there you, there you go. go. 
You know? Why is my mom not following us on Facebook? <laughs> I'm going to call her tomorrow. Why are you not following my podcast on Facebook? And she'll be like, what? Or, hey, when this? we make it big, just tell her she's not getting any other money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryan, you thought this was, was your game plan. There. Home for you, lady. <laughs> it's a good thing she's not watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that I've derailed us, let's talk about our topics. All right, I'm not covering an agenda. We'll get to them as we get there. I tried to cover an agenda, then you guys all jumped in really quickly. We're getting this down. We're only eight minutes deep, and we're already starting on what was planned. That's never happened in the history of the podcast. So not only do we have our our longest listener here, but uh, we're setting records left and right. So here we go. Number one thing, I mean, you know, with the with the playoffs, we'll get to that, right? But the biggest story from the playoffs, that's <laughs> not the biggest story at all. It's the funniest story, but it's not. Is it funny? Should I say that? I don't know. But that's the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys and his amazing records that he has he has broken. He has set. He has cemented his legacy for missed extra points. Right. So we're talking about the yips, as you, you like to call it, Josh. That's right. The yips. The yips. Um, so what are the yips, Josh? So the yips are when you are in any athletic profession and all of a sudden you just can no longer do what you've been doing for years and years and years. You know, obviously a field goal kicker, that repetitive motion of kicking the ball through the uprights every time, the same exact process every single time. Or if it's in basketball, the shooting motion or baseball, you know, a pitch, a throw, you know, from the infield, that sort of thing. So anything where all of a sudden you're nervous to do whatever it is that you've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years. So, so basically, the yips are whenever you take something that is routine and you turn it into Charles Barkley's golf swing. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What you do? Yes, that would be that would be a great example for sure. I mean, that's that swing good. is yips alone. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've heard that he's actually been to a psychologist about his swing. Now, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I have friends, you know. In fact, Rod and I have a mutual friend that's like really good friends with Charles Barkley. I don't know that that seems like character for the guy to go to a psychologist for something like that. But that is the rumor that he is he has seeked professional help for his for his golf swing and he just can't get it out of his head. Um, so so the yips are serious. Maybe there's a pill he can he can take. Do we have a prescription for the yips yet? Science, we need to get on that. So, Josh, what's your number? Number one example of the yips. My number one example of the yips is all the listeners obviously know I'm a diehard Steeler fan. And the Steelers were playing the Indianapolis Colts in the divisional game in 2006. And the Steelers had just sacked Peyton Manning on like the three yard line. Steelers were up by three. I'm trying not to say we, right? Because I had never played mm-hmm. for the Steelers, but I'll probably still say we at some point when I get excited. But Roethlisberger hands the ball off to Bettis on first and goal from the three, and somebody punches the ball out. And one of the reasons, there are many reasons why I'll never forget this play, 
but I was in Chicago and I had high definition TV in 2006 in my condo in Chicago. And when we sacked Manning, I called my dad, you know, to celebrate with him in Orlando and he didn't have HD TV yet. So I'm talking to him and all of a sudden he hangs up the phone on me. I was like, why did you just hang up on me? Well, if y'all remember, HD was always a little bit behind the regular telecast. So then I see the fumble and Nick Harper picks up the ball and he's running full speed. I mean, picks it up with all the momentum in the world and he's running and the only person in front of him is Ben Roethlisberger. The problem is they're running in the same direction both running towards the Colts end zone. And so Roethlisberger has a choice to make and he decided, I, I think he looked on the big screen. And so he threw his arm to the right and he tackled Nick Harper, okay? So Peyton Manning comes back onto the field. I'm like, oh, here we go. There's a minute left. He's gonna take him down for a touchdown. The Steelers stop him for a routine field goal by none other than the most accurate field goal kicker in the history of the NFL at the time, Mike Vanderjack. I want to say he was like, what, 95, 96%, yeah. something like that. And he comes out and he shanks his kick to tie the game. So we obviously end up winning the Super Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong, yo, I want to talk about this in pregame. But um, I think he went on to talk a lot of trash about Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yep. and um, the sideline reporter at the Pro Bowl asked Peyton Manning, hey, what did you think about what Vanderjack said about you? And Peyton Manning said, I'm throwing touchdown passes to Jerry Rice, and you're asking me about some idiot kicker. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that was his last game as an Indianapolis Colt. Mm -hmm. He went to the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe they have kicking problems. These, and uh, I believe he was out. Yeah. So that's my yips story. That uh, obviously the Steelers ended up winning their fifth Super Bowl, won one for the thumb, and of course now have six. So, so Josh, what you're telling me is Mike Vanderjet is the real life version of Ray Finkel. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and this, we used to just think that th there couldn't possibly be like a real life version of Ray Finkel. That was like just an extreme caricature of just the misadventures of kickers who end up going on to other crazy things. But sure enough, that that's as close to it as I've seen, like from amazing kicker to shanking, you know, what was, I mean, the equivalent of like an extra point. Right. You know? Exactly. Have we checked on him lately? Mike Vanderjack? Yeah. Is, is he, is he a detective now? Potentially? Name Ironhorn? Yeah. <laughs> we should tag him, man. He probably has nothing better to do than come on our show and talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I want to be verbally abused on my own podcast. That's <laughs> just, just look, there's a reason why I make fun of celebrities in the privacy of my own home, and it's because they can't actually do anything to right. me. They're never going <laughs> to, they're, they're never, never once. I used to, I, I had a podcast, um, and I didn't say this on my podcast. My partner said this. 
And um, it was about how he hated a certain celebrity. And I tagged him on Twitter relentlessly. I posted that podcast every single day, literally tagging him in it every single day. And he never responded. It was Michael Rappaport, by the way, if y'all are curious as to what, what person. The, my friend hates that guy. It's amazing. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't there, stop. And there's no reason. There's no reason to hate him, right? There's no reason. But he just, he just has this, this hatred for him. And I tagged him. In hopes one day that he would say something, I could run and take that comment and be like, he listened, ha! But it never happened. So I feel safe online making fun of anybody with celebrity status, as long as they can't say anything to me. That's... So, so we'll, um, you know what, we'll circle back to me, guys. Um, uh, Rod, what, what, what about you? Uh, yep, they're not just for football, right? No, no, they're not and and in fact but it still goes in the same theme of guys who are usually automatic all of a sudden just go yip crazy and i'm sorry hey you're on the you're on the the great end of that uh josh with with the steelers right unfortunately on in the basketball world in the 1995 finals you were not on the good end of the yips and we are talking about mr nick anderson of the Orlando Magic. I mean, they had conquered the Bulls, right? That was supposed to be the, the standard because back then, once you finally beat that nemesis, there was no looking back. He You're actually stole the ball from Jordan. Yes. To steal that game. Yep. And you're, you're going against a Rockets team who was really almost a Cinderella story to even get there at that point. Because it was certainly not the same team that won the championship the year before. You're up. You're in your building. Game one. All the momentum on your side. All you got to do is make one free throw to put the game out of reach. And if you just have to make one free throw to put the game out of reach, wouldn't you want to have a guy on the line that shoots 85%? He missed not one. Not two. Not Not three. But four free throws at the end of the game, just one of them, and you get away with the victory. For people four. that aren't aren't quick with math, that is zero percent, not yes. eighty-five. That's how four. many. How many? Yeah, too too soon, Rod. Too yeah, no. soon. Yeah, but yeah. but, but yeah. needless to say, <laughs> Rockets go on to win that game in miraculous fashion. And the magic gets swept after that. They never recover. I mean, the team was 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 a microcosm of what happened to Nick Anderson at that point. And of course, Nick Anderson's career was never the same after that. Shaq left a couple years or a year later, and then Penny thereafter. Yep. Pretty much broke up the team. Um, and what's so funny is Nick missed those first two free throws, and then what happened? He got his own rebound. And he was trying to get rid of the ball, and he got fouled. <laughs> well, speaking of that, from an organizational yip standpoint, and I know we didn't talk about this earlier, but what about look at what's happened to the Falcons since they lost the Super oh. Bowl when they blew oh, the yeah. lead to the Patriots? And, and I said it to I said it to some some friends of mine who are diehard Falcons fans, grew up in Georgia at the time. I was texting them at the time, and I said when they lost that lead, I said this or this this franchise will never be the same, and they haven't been since then. So that's almost like an organizational yip. 
I mean, you know, yeah. you, you've seen the uh, direction of that franchise since then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was so crazy, their, their uh, Twitter hashtag at that time was Rise Up. Yeah. They did. Yeah. We yeah. realized they were rising up onto a big old mountain of crap. That's what they were rising up to. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, remember, remember, remember what I said after that uh, after that game, Drew. Do you remember? I do, I, the, the, do you remember? This? <laughs> I, I, I said for Atlanta, I said this is the worst day since Sherman burned the city. <laughs> it is, it is, it is hands down, hands down the worst thing. You know, though, situationally speaking, like you know, you talk about the organizational yips. I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like they got a they got a case of the bills, right? You know, they they do that and what we're seeing right now is the aughts bills is what we're seeing, you know, from God mid nineties on, right? You know, the Bills had a good run. They never could finish it. Four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, and uh and and they were they weren't even in the picture, not even in the talking until two years ago. Yep. Right? Um and they're still not in it, but you know, they're they're at least being humored right now <laughs> yeah so it only it takes funny. years atlanta will get over it i saw a talking head say today um i think the buffalo bills dynasty is over and i was like dynasty when did it begin <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I don't know how you end something that never, never started but i mean look at you count that loss to kansas city in the playoffs <clears throat> last year as a dynasty and maybe that's what they're still referring to right <laughs> Dynasty implies there's a king, and for kings, you have to have rings, and they have zero. So, I don't think I've ever seen an organization get more credit for not winning than the Bills did for that game. Well, hey, you it know, changed the overtime rules, right? Yeah. For the playoffs, yeah. that game changed the overtime rules. To be fair, I mean, you know, we can joke around, but but to be fair, I mean, you know, you're taking it, you're the first runner up in your in your whole division out of, you know, 16 teams. I mean, there is something to say there, I guess, you know, to be the first loser in your division. Um, but, you know, and now to do it, you know, I guess they're what, the third loser in their division this year, fourth, I don't, I don't know how that math would work out. Um, so, so there's, there's something there, you know, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to fire coaches and, and, and make personnel changes too drastic if I'm them. Um, but also I have to understand that every year is a rebuilding year until you win the Super Bowl, right? Because that's the only goal is the Super Bowl. That's it. Your, your goal is to not, oh, we're going to, we're going to lose it in the second round of the playoffs. That'll be good. You know? I, I think that's. I think that's a fair point, though. I was thinking about that. Sean McDermott, that's going to be a difficult, depending on how things go next year. Uh, they're the first – I saw the stat today. They're the first preseason favorite Super Bowl winner to not make the Super Bowl since the Seahawks in 2015. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that that's going to be a difficult – I think that's going to be a difficult decision for them is can he get them over the hump, mm -hmm. um, you know, next year and i mean he's done a tremendous job and and you know we all know extenuating circumstances this year no question mm -hmm. um but the fact remains you know when you have a generational talent how many years can you burn of his prime before you know before you win it so True. Now, that's a great point and i'm sure y'all heard about stefan diggs right 
just like taken off after the game. Yeah. Got all his belongings out of the locker room and was gone. And Duke Johnson, who's on the scout team, I guess now, kind of brought him back in. He stayed for a few minutes and then he left. So. <laughs> Duke Johnson, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Was it, was I, it he playing Canadian football for a little while? He was with the I Browns remember. for a minute. He too. played at Miami. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was with yeah. the. With, the Browns is where he was. Mm -hmm. ah, Canada, Cleveland, same I think thing, he was right? with the Texans, the Browns, a couple other teams. Yeah, called journeyman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you. You can say the Canadian League because they, they've got the same number of NFL championships as the Browns. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, the the laundry list of of teams y'all just named. Like, you know, I really question if he wasn't playing in Canadian football. Um, you know. Which I can't say that because look at the you know the Cowboys picked up a guy from USFL and uh, he he actually did pretty good last mm -hmm. night but uh, but uh, enough of this we'll talk about this in a minute we'll talk about this in a minute we'll keep on topic here Eric yeah what's your case of the yips you want to share with us all right so I don't know that it would be my number one but but I thought back to Markel Fultz <sighs> number one pick in the draft in Philadelphia now granted he had a shoulder injury he basically mm -hmm. forgot how to shoot a basketball. Yep. You know, not that he was a marksman necessarily before, you know, sharpshooter before he got into the league, but he basically forgot how to shoot a basketball and he was the number one pick in the draft. Um, a couple of baseball examples, of course, I think most most listeners would probably remember Rick Ankeel, who, you know, had a he was was having a, you know, albeit a, a you know, a, a good career. And then all of a sudden couldn't throw the ball over the plate. And he, I think he, he got lifted in the first inning, I think, in 2001. I think it was um, NLCS against the Mets. Couldn't yes. put the ball over the plate. And so he had five wild pitches on, like, 20 pitches thrown. And then, of course, being a Red Sox guy, I remember this was to a lesser degree, but John Lester could not hold runners on, you know, on base because he could not throw. So, um, and, in fact, if he ever fielded the ball, he'd have to underhand the ball to first base or run and touch the bag himself. So, you know, just a couple of things there. And I was thinking about this, too, actually, when, when you guys got to talking about this a little bit. Rod, being an Alabama fan, I think we've had some kickers with the yips. Oh, my I don't, don't want to sell anybody out, but I think we all remember there's been a couple of, there have been a couple of guys who could kick the ball and then all of a sudden literally just forgot how to kick so, the ball. Yeah. So, but we won't so, name names. It's funny that you said that because, you know, pregame, I told you guys – what my what my pick was going to be, and I'm still going to stick with that. But there's not really a big story there, right? Because my pick Scott Norwood, like I don't I don't even know if we could say he had the yips. He had he had like a microchasm of it, right? <laughs> he missed one field goal, and it was bad. I mean, like it wasn't just you know. I mean, it was had, like their only legitimate chance at actually winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, but, but twenty five. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it was Super Bowl twenty five. Giants. Yeah, against the, the Giants. Tampa, Florida, the, 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 the great uh, Whitney Houston National Anthem. Four seconds left in the game, he misses the field goal, the game-winning field goal, mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, goes down in history of, of losing another one. Um, you know, but time heals all wounds, right? Nobody's blaming him anymore for that per se. Um, Y'all know my feelings. If you're putting your game in the kicker's hands, you probably deserve to lose the game because <laughs> you shouldn't even be kicking field goals in the last two minutes of the game. But, uh, again, that's, that's going to be the Drew Talbert rule change. Watch it coming in the NFL. No more kicks in the last two minutes of the game. But that was just a, that was just a teaser. 
That was a teaser for what I was going to say. And the real point of the yips is that the yips are so prevalent in sports. Baseball is more superstitious than mm. the other sports. I will give any any baseball player that. We blame we blame the yips on everything in baseball. You know, like we we might have a sophomore slump in other things, but but baseball is the number one thing. But I think that the yips in college for sure can hurt your draft stock later, even if it wasn't necessarily the yips. People are scared because of the, the, the thing. And, and Eric, I'm sure you've seen this before in our podcast, and I've said this, you know, almost every single episode. Kickers are never going to be the all-star playmaker. They're always going to be on SportsCenter because – they miss. That's the only time a kicker is highlighted. And that is going to kill a kicker's draft stop <laughs> if they're in college. Like, for example, a guy that you're familiar with named Adam Griffin, right? <clears throat> we all know that name, the guy that's popular for missing a 57-yard field goal <clears throat> that had no one on the field other than his 700-pound friends. It was him, a holder, and then I'm not, six other – or not six I'm not other, but – with what you speak but, of. Yeah. But, 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 but nine other guys that, that, that didn't have none of them weighed less than 300 pounds, right? And it blows an entire game. Did you know coming out of college, he was a top five kicker? Yeah. Coming out of – and what NFL team did he play for? Help me out. Exactly. Yeah. The same one I did. Ruined it for him. He was a top five kicker. There is not a single top five kicker today in college that will not play at least one preseason game. They may not get drafted, but they're going to be signed for the preseason. And they're going to be on some practice squad. And, you know, we know that we don't get through kickers a lot, but top five kickers and you don't even play a game. We know why you didn't play a game. It was because of one kick you missed that wasn't even a makeable kick in the first place. I mean, you're in the worst environment in a horrible range, 57 yards. Sure. And, and, and your whole draft stock goes down because of the yips. Well, I mean, today he would have at least been able to get an NIL deal off of some antidepressant after that. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, have been one of those type of things where hey i didn't make the nfl but hey i mean i'm i'm yeah. you know nil <laughs> kid for, who was the kid just a few years ago for florida state um oh. that i mean he was having a really good career and then he he, he started i don't know the yips he missed a few times Aguayo, they got into the or, or, Aguayo, 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 Aguayo. Yeah, he got drafted in the first or second round of the bucks yes. yeah. yeah. but didn't he have some kind of like slight injury I don't think so. I was thinking that he he had some slight injury that had to be taken care of between the the combine and the and the um and the between the end of the season and yeah. the combine that he was healing from and and that could have just been fan theory. I mean, yeah, Roberto. You guys, have, I spent hours on TikTok, mm-hmm. so there's no telling if there was any legitimacy to that or not. I mean, I've seen TikToks today telling me that DeMar Hamlin wasn't actually at the game last night when I legitimately saw him at the game last night. So, you know, that's, that's just TikTok for you. So that could just be bad information. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up later. Hey, Drew, people want, 
won't remember this probably since he's such a stud kicker now, but Daniel Carlson studded Auburn, got drafted in the second round of the Vikings and got released. Right. I'm pretty sure before the season oh, yeah. went out mm -hmm. and got picked up by the Raiders. And now he's the most accurate kicker in the NFL. Yeah. I think his brother will end up being the same way. He'll he'll not last the first place that he goes. It's tough too, right? Because somebody like, I mean, for example, the the Packers released their preseason field goal kicker this year. Well, you're competing with Mason Crosby. Of course, you're going to get released. Yeah. You know, like we know we know your guy. You're just here to meet everybody in case Crosby gets hurt. We can pick you up from home. You know, yeah. this off season. So, but as Bob Knight said when he was being interviewed by Jeremy Schapp. He said, your dad was a very good sports reporter, and you're not your dad. <laughs> and that's the same way I feel between Daniel Carlson and Anders Carlson. He is not the kicker that Daniel Carlson is. It's like now, a little kid. He, in a... he did get hurt, but he, yeah. he was blowing field goals before that. <laughs> or maybe just the <laughs> Important ones. I don't that's, know. You're so I mean, that's Nickel. like the uh, the little kid from uh, Kindergarten Cop, you know, when uh, he was talking with uh, Mr. Kimball, and he was like, uh, he was talking about teachers, and he was just like, uh, you know, uh, uh, she was a lot better than you. And then, you know, my, and, and Gus, my t-ball coach, he's a lot better than you. I mean, so that's, that's what that uh, that Bobby Knight uh, interview made me think of. So we, we, we went over this, guys, and, and let's just do a, a vote again, because apparently Josh has amnesia. If you get to have the number five all-time scorer in the SEC as your kicker, do, do, do you pick him? I think I do. Sounds like, if, if that's like, my, sounds like an offense that can't put the ball in pay dirt to me. It's, it's always a kicker, though. It's always a kicker. <laughs> Alabama's kicker is going to be the number one leading scorer next season and all-time. The, he's going to pass Daniel right. Carlson. I mean, That's it's going to be with an asterisk because of the whole COVID thing. But uh, what's his name? Will Reichert, isn't yeah. that his name? Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, like he, he's he's going to destroy it. But it's because of all the field goals. They were uh, all the extra points. They were scoring 42 points a game in the 2020 season. Like, it was ridiculous. You kick that many extra points, of course you're going to be up there. He averaged, I think, 13 points a game or something <laughs> like that. Wow. It was insane. And it wasn't because the offense was performing. It was because he was literally out there every five minutes. That's true. Yes, I like it. And I'm not your, a Alabama uh, fan. I, I know we got to get to Rod, but I like your micro yip. Because I have a micro yip for you. Bill Buckner, 1986 oh, yeah. World Series. Oh. A 300 career too, hitter. Too soon. <laughs> i'm just kidding I, I remember watching that game live coming up on 37 years guys. ago you know what they don't realize that was game six it was game six yeah could have won the series you know what they, they also won don't the realize first two in new york and then lost two in boston two out of three and then they were back in they were back in in flushing at the time at shea stadium so you know what they, yeah. they also don't remember steve bartman was in game six as well I, I was just Cubs about to talk about two. Steve Bartman. Yeah. I was just about to say Steve Bartman, Crago. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Well, it's, it's funny you're coming back to baseball. The, the one I can think of is, is the legitimate case of the yips. Like, this is where I even learned the term. 
was back in the 90s, the Atlanta Braves had a uh, closer named Mike Stanton yep. that was like our go-to guy. And then all of a sudden, he just couldn't get the job done anymore. And it was 100% in here. Like, they, they just had to cut ties with him. They were like, you can't do this here. It was it was sad because he was like my favorite pitcher, you know, and, and I know that's outlandish to think that that was my favorite pitcher, especially now that we know the talent that they had at the time yes. on their – on their pitching squad that he was my favorite, but like, it was like, Oh, here's, here he is closing it out. You know, I associated him saves wins, right? That's, that's what I thought, you know? Um, and, and then suddenly he, he just, he just couldn't get the job done. It was crazy. That was the first time I'd ever saw it. He had a nice, it was wild. nice career. He had a nice career though. He did. He did. I he, think he, was, he pitched with, he pitched with the Red Sox and some other places. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he revitalized his career. I think, Sure. It was 100% the pressure of being on the Braves, right, to, to go to the big show and and to lose like they were doing because he was not a part of the um, World Series team. He was he was cut by then. I'm pretty sure, anyway, he was cut by then. He wasn't the go-to closer at that point. No. But, um, but yeah, so, so I mean, you know, it, it, it was 100% mental. I mean, it really was. He, he had some things he had to get over. He got over them, and, and it was great. All right, Rod, close us out, man. All right. So, uh, first and foremost, man. Oh, no, you said Nick Anderson. That's right. You said I did. I did. But, 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 but I can close us out with this. I mean, I, I would, would definitely be able to say here, we are seriously loving Mr. Eric right now here, man. Thank you. I mean, you, I mean, you know, just uh, like I said, you, we've, we've been talking about it from uh, since day one, and you've been with us since day one. Your knowledge has been just uh, amazing, and just your insight is, is, is awesome, too. And so uh, before we get to our next segment, tell us a little bit about, you know, what it's been like uh, listening to this podcast. What are some things that have really stood out to you that, that keep you coming back? Yeah, well, let us. And I, I appreciate it very much, Rod. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity tonight. I think just, you know, I, I, I like the discussion. I like the way it, it flows. I mean, you guys flow. It, it fits together. It's, it's easy. Like we talked about, you know, um, having a conversation, debating those topics that, you know, you always wonder about, you know, hey, you sit there and you see something, you're watching sports, and you're like, golly, this would be such a great topic. And, you know, we all trying to find that outlet and stuff and, you know, in, in terms of getting away sometimes from our everyday life. And, and I just think it's, I think it's been really, you know, been, been really cool. Your knowledge, all, all three of you is, is outstanding. And I just like, I like the flow of it. I, I just think it, it really flows and you guys play well off of each other. Um, and you have great topics too. And I'm going to say, I'll say this, your trivia questions, they're legit. I mean, they're, they're legit, and they are, they are difficult <laughs> for anybody who's out there. If you don't cheat, okay, I promise you, most of you probably can't answer. <laughs> it, they've, been, they've been hard, man. Speaking of those. Craig, what's the trivia called now? Yes, tell us. Man, and the trivia has a new name. I had to get permission, you know, so when we get big, um, I had to make sure that he understood that he was only going to get a small percentage of the winnings. But the trivia is now called Uncle Joe's Trivia. There we go. Uncle Joe. So 
for those of y'all that, that don't remember, um, Uncle Joe is actually who came up with the plant on the helmet trivia, which has hit 67,000 views on TikTok. So that's our, that's our most popular video on TikTok, even more popular than the Jordan trivia. So uh, I talked to him this evening and he said, yes, we could definitely name it Uncle Joe's trivia. Um, but Uncle Joe was born in 1942, okay? So loyal listeners, remember, when I give you these trivia questions, do what Uncle Joe would do. Make Uncle Joe proud of you. Don't Google the question. That kind of takes the fun out of it. Pretend like you're at a bar, right? You're at a bar and the guy's standing on the stage with his mic and you can barely hear him and he's spitting out trivia questions and you can't have any phones out, anything like that, right? Because there'll be somebody that points and calls that person a cheater, right? So make sure that you are listening to these trivia questions and then just answer them from the top of your head. That's what makes this fun. So without further ado, while I get off my soapbox here for a minute. Shout out to Uncle Joe. Shout out to Uncle Joe, that's right. I don't know if Uncle Joe will be listening, but Aunt Margie's definitely listening. So shout out to Aunt Margie. So the, the first question of the night is this. There are three football players that won a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Name those three players. Mm. That should be a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's going to get a lot of dialogue going in the comments, for sure. Kevin Franz just tuned in. Give us a comment, Kevin. We might besides bring being you happy that you get to be in five. Kansas City. What's that, Rob? I said besides being that you're going to be happy to be in Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, hope that's right. You got that ATL Oop. refund, sir. So. <laughs> okay. hope, the, hope the Mercedes-Benz Stadium gave you that money back. Well, Patrick Mahomes be there. They actually said today that he will not only play, but he'll be in better shape than he was when he had the high ankle sprain a couple weeks ago, or a couple years ago. I remember that. I think it was a Thursday night game. He had a high ankle sprain, and he still continued to, to oh, play. But they're saying this one wasn't as bad as that one. So hopefully so no we'll have a good surgery. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say tightrope surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in seven days, you know, a lot of posturing going on this far out. Um, I think we all expect him to play, but yeah, as good as as good as new. I don't know. We'll see. If anybody wants to see what a high ankle sprain looks like, hit our inbox, and I'll send you a picture of my ankle. Day six, day fourteen, day twenty-two. It had oh, every color of the rainbow. Yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Remember, Rod, I came back to work the yeah. next day yes. without it was bad. And I was, <laughs> it was so bad. at the party and all this stuff. And then uh, I was in crutches and a boot for the next six weeks. Yeah, yeah I remember. I was, was going to say the high ankle sprains are weird, right? Because just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. <laughs> do something exactly right it's kind it's kind of like and and you know i hate to derail trivia for this but but the patrick mahomes thing him going back in and it's like ooh, should he have went back in because is that gonna hurt you the next week 
And then if you play him this week, you got a bigger game coming up the next week if you win. But if you don't play him, maybe you don't win. So, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Definitely. You got to you got to win one at a time, right? So, you got to put him in there to win right. cuz I don't think Henny's beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that 98-yard drive and I know we haven't gotten to the playoff section, but that 98-yard drive was stout, but uh, yeah, I don't see that happening again against the Bungles. Gosh, that's a good trivia question, man. You like that? One? Very I mean, now, good. You gotta, now, now you got to. I tell you what, just a just a little just a little uh, tidbit to anybody out there trying to tackle this. You got to be savvy. You got to think. You do, no doubt. You have a little curveball thrown your way there. Yeah, that's right. that's right. So the second question is: there is only one center to beat Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, and David Robinson in the same playoff season. Name that player. This is going to be a real good one here. Yes, so there you go. The first edition of Uncle Joe's Trivia. Look, that last one, I don't even know if you could Google that one. (laughs) Like, I mean, it would be like the encyclopedia obscurefacts.com or whatever <laughs> has, has this one, you know, because you're so specific. I, I really you need don't. to know basketball. Yeah. Oh, how about Snopes? How about Snopes? Maybe. Has mm-hmm. any center ever beaten these three green light or red light? Yeah. You know? There you go. But remember, Uncle Joe doesn't cheat. That's right. We don't cheat in our trivia. We think. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Eric? That's we right. We think. That's right. Because let it be known that that first trivia question came from the one and only Eric Knowlton. Yes, sir. When we were at dinner on Saturday night. And what did I do, Eric? I used my brain. You did. Right? I used my brain. And how many did I come up with, Eric? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Actually, of the original, you came up with none. No, I came up. I. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, yeah. Yep. I yeah. Yep. The techni- It's a technicality, Craig. The technicality. Yeah. That's right. And we sat for we sat for about five hours at dinner and and some some after activity. So that's right. And Josh, and Josh did not let me give him hints or. Oh no, he's definitely not gonna let you do that. He's gonna be like a dog on a bone trying to get it. (laughs) And I gave him one that he never got. I think he still hasn't gotten, in fact. I narrowed it down though. Narrowed it down. Okay, don't talk about it though. That's next week. I got it, but I narrowed it down. Okay. All right. So that'll be coming up next week. So we'll give you the answers at the end of the show. So so I think Kevin that one wasn't the one you asked me, was it? It was. It was? Yeah. Yes, yes. That was so not even fair. Like, <laughs> like, like you, t- you were talking earlier, Eric, about how you're just this, this, you know, you just know all these obscure facts or whatever. I think that was pregame. But, but like, so Josh asked me that question, and I know it like that. Like, it was just... But it was it was such a stupid reason. Gotcha. Is the reason that I knew it, and and it, it was it was near and dear to me, but only me. 
Like that was the the reason. And and I'm not I'm not going to go into further detail than that. I think I know. I think I know what. I think I know what that may have been. I'll say this. I'll just I'll just say this. I was able to get it narrowed down to the program. I'll put it that way. The correct okay, okay, okay. program. Yeah. So so the program I was enamored with for for four seasons. Okay. Well, maybe like five or six, you know, until they kind of went into oblivion. Um, one of the people from said program um, is, is my favorite YouTuber. So that, gotcha. uh, that's Ooh. that's one of one of the reasons <laughs> that uh, that again, it's not only near and dear to me, but it was still fresh in my mind. Yes. Gotcha. And that's the only hint. Of giving you since you know the program you're gonna you're gonna go on youtube how many of these jokers can i can i find on youtube there you go. i think josh saw it watching some old game and just flashed it on the television screen it He's seems like, oh, like an a- Affleck trivia question to me <laughs> probably no. only fans of that particular team would know it right which is of course why i knew it because i like that team for that time frame <laughs> so i'll yeah. plug next week who gave me that one all right and uh, the the cool thing about this, Eric, is no one will hear what you said about the technicality, right? We have like five people that listen to the podcast live sometimes. Yeah. A few that will listen on Apple Podcasts or whatever. But the way the question will go viral won't have that technicality piece in it. Gotcha. So they'll really have to think about who these three players are. Yes. Yeah, we're we're a podcast, but we really just dissect this podcast so that we get views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like we're most famous for six seconds of the hour that you're listening. That's that's just the key. I mean, it's kind of like uh, what we talk about kickers, right? I mean, you got sixty minute games, and most of the time they're famous or infamous for a couple of seconds of a kick or miss kick. So, so we're 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 basically a microcosm of that. That's right. Kicker and a long snap and a long snapper. Right? Yeah. You don't, there you, want, you, go. you don't ever want to be. You don't ever want to be in the news. No one wants to know your name if you're a long snapper. <laughs> no. Nope. That's, that's a bad. That's a that's a that's a ticket in the NFL to being cut or something else. So. I, I I've personally known of one long snapper in my entire life. I was friends with him. He played at the UAB Blazers, and he he successfully stayed out of the headlines. Like nobody nobody knew him. And any any outside of that, I don't think I could name another long snapper. Yeah, one of my best friends uh, worked with us was a long snapper in college. Really? See, see, I would have known that person, and I didn't even know they were a long snapper. Oh, you know him very well. Who's that? Joe Amos. Really? Mind blown. Worked with the dude for a decade almost. (laughs) He was a long (laughs) No. Snapper, like almost, almost got a call to the combine for a long snapping. Oh wow! Yes, that's awesome. Is that oh, pretty amazing long snapper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mind is blown now. See, and 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 again, I I it goes back you, to what what Eric just said. You just you don't even know him. I well, you, you can be walking next to a long snapper and never know it. I knew that Patriots guy for fan. a longer period of, of my life than I actually knew the guy that I could name that went to UAB as a long snapper. Four years, West Alabama long snapper. My mind is blown. I'm a Patriots fan, and, and, and a long snapper might go in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> it's Belichick, that, that's <laughs> Belichick. 
you know, you pick some long snapper from some obscure university in the first round, yeah. you know, second round, something like that. So if, if you need it, you need it, right? <laughs> My analytics tell me to get it now. <laughs> yeah. He won't be there in the <laughs> He won't be there in the in the uh, undrafted free agent. Yeah. I promise. Uh, such although, a high commodity. Although this is the same team that got Mac Jones in like the what twentieth pick or something like that. It's yeah, just like the, the jury's still out on Mac Jones. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 100%. But also Cole Strange. Yeah. First round Look, guarded. The only quarterback that was drafted before Mac Jones that the, you could say the jury's still out on is Trey Lance. And I mean, yeah. you know, oh, I think Mac Jones oh, was the guess. better pickup than Trey Lance. I think, yeah. the, jury, I think the jury came back. Uh, to the courtroom and announced that um, Trey Lance will not be the quarterback of the San Francisco. <laughs> he, oh. Yeah. It could be the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like Stephen A. Smith said this morning, they paid Dak Prescott $95 million over the last two years for one playoff win. That's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the reactions <sighs> amongst, amongst y'all, the other three. Y'all, how about Ezekiel Elliott being the oh, center, yeah, no, completely yeah. getting trucked. <laughs> hey, Drew, your your text message to us was so awesome and so timely. That he's like, this may be the worst center of all time. It, it could be. The center is supposed to do the pancaking. The center is supposed to do the pancaking. I mean, it was like a, it was like a snippet from the Little Giants. Gano just said, "Thank God, and somebody finally bailed me out from that from that play I ran a few years ago with the Colts." Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like it, I'm now not the worst play caller of all time. That, that literally went down as your your worst. Play <laughs> the, the seeing him like upended like that, like I mean, like a child flying through the air, like it was almost unnecessary how hard he got hit. <laughs> but I'm gonna do the same thing if I'm I'm outweighing the dude by a hundred clean, right? Let's get them talking about something other than the fact that we didn't deliver in the playoffs. That's, that the was I wonder was that the thought process before calling the play? <laughs> if Puerto Rico didn't work, I mean I'm I'm stunned. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was okay, the so Giants. he was supposed to get the ball to hot hands. So I've I've analyzed the play. I've analyzed the play. And he threw the ball to the wrong receiver is what he did. I think I think the Cowboys legitimately thought that that he was not go that that the 49ers would not rush the ball. That's what I, I legitimately think happened. They thought, oh, they've got three men lined up. They're gonna drop them back and um they were gonna go to the slot receiver is what they were going to go to, which, you know, immediately to the left, short throw, three yards. Now think about that. As long as you complete the pass in, an, in, in enough time, you've got your lineman there to block downfield, and you're going to do hook and ladder all the way to the end zone. In theory is what I think he was thinking. It was let's make Zeke ineligible because, you know, we've got, we've got to have blockers and we've got to have our hands team here and we've got we've got four people with hands we've got Dak that's fairly mobile that's not going to be ineligible to sort of take that Zeke 
thing. Zeke, I guess, was supposed to be the the most useless player on the I field. I think he was supposed time. to like play dead and maybe eventually get a lateral. <laughs> right, yeah. that'll work better. Than what's happen. Although, yeah, although I was going to say he didn't really have to play dead. But when you line up over the ball, if the Indianapolis Colts can teach us anything, when you line up over the ball with one man, you're going to kill the quarterback. That's all you have to do is kill the quarterback. And the quarterback saw the fear of God, and he threw it to whomever would catch the ball. And that guy just so happened to be covered by the entire 49ers defense. Yeah. Hey, it was like Tech Mobile. It was like Tech Mobile when you picked the right play. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, when you both the same play. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It was it was hands down the dumbest thing. If you pull that snap off in, in two seconds of the play clock, I think it's different, right? Because you confuse the defense because they're like, I don't know what's going on. Zeke's the center? What? But but you have to declare Zeke as the center so that it's an announcement. The whole world knows I think Zeke Elliott is the center. He hasn't even got over the ball yet and the ref's like, hey, hey, they got their 20-pound running back as the as the center. He's, on, he's only five foot eight. It's going to work out great for them, guys. Let's watch this. Guys, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and step off the field. You don't need me anymore as the referee. There's no more calling of plays anymore. So, this is just going to – Zeke might die here because he's got three – I thought he was going to turn to the side like in flag football and just throw it to Dak. I think D'Amico Rock kind of called time out because he couldn't stop laughing. Like, he, I mean, he had to compose himself for a minute. Um, like, is this absurdity really what I think I'm seeing? Like, I mean, literally. But I have to give you hey, – listen, I have to give you an A-plus for that defense. It's probably the best I've seen since Johnny Cochran with OJ. I mean, trying to defend whatever that was that they just did uh, yesterday. All right, well, well, Drew, tell us what led to that play, right? Wasn't there a tight end that had two bonehead mistakes? Oh, my God. Well, okay, okay, so the Cowboys versus the 49ers time management skills are exactly what Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly successful people were telling you not to do. They are, like, oh, holy crap, I can't believe, two years in a row, you're playing the same team, you have the same situation lined up. And you're gonna waste time off the clock. You're gonna prance out of bounds like that. You gotta be going forward, Chief. You can't just run. It's not a timeout here. You got you gotta actually go out of bounds. So, so and make sure you actually get two feet in before you decide to leisurely stroll out of bounds. And those are back to back plays. Back to back plays. You have one that you just leisurely stroll out of bounds, and it doesn't stop the clock. Then you have another one where you do the same thing, except for you're catching the ball while you do it. My seven-year-old daughter could have got two feet in, like, before, like, oh. going out of bounds there. But I mean. this is the Cowboys. This is what they do. They lived up to yes. their expectation. They talk about being a Super Bowl team and, you know, championships, but this is who they are. Uh, Kyle Brandt said that this morning on, you know, on NFL Network, and I saw, I saw the clip on, uh, clip on Twitter. I mean, he's like, you know, I, I don't know where they get this. They're not a championship, uh, you know, organization. What amazes me about the whole situation is Elijah Mitchell, this is twice, 
twice for the 49ers. Elijah Mitchell has somehow managed to screw up our last drive where it's just shoot the clock, don't get out of bounds, whatever you do. And this is two games that he has managed to get out of bounds and us sitting there going, well, we just gave it to the other team. And the other team says, no, guys, we want you to go to the Super Bowl. Here you go. One was yeah, obviously I mean, before the playoffs, and then this one was in the playoffs, and I'm just like, Jesus, Elijah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the, the the thing that obviously helped him was the, the snagglepuss play from uh from the Cowboys to end it, which is basically exit stage right. Right. <laughs> yeah, when I saw Elijah Mitchell run out of bounds like that, the talking heads were like, oh, well, you know, he got pushed out of bounds. Man, you sit down, right, Tank Bigsby? You sit down. <laughs> I was just about down. to say, right, made me think of Tank Bigsby. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm apparently, I'm apparently supposed to have meetings with my teams to tell them this because every team I root for decides to send their running back out of bounds for whatever reason when it's not the appropriate time to do that. So let me, so let me, let me throw this out there. Dorothy, back next year. What, what was that? Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy back. back. Is he back next year? I mean, like, who who are they gonna get? Sean Payton. You really think Sean Payton would be willing to work with Jerry Jones? Nope. Only if he comes in and does what Nick Saban did at Alabama. But do you really think Jerry Jones would be willing to do that? If Jerry's getting old, smart like the boosters he, were and the president was at Alabama. You know, <laughs> he he. I think he. You know enough years behind him to know and there's a now now there's that narrative out there hey jerry it was it was uh it was uh jimmy you know <laughs> i mean that's when he had his that's when he had his success that's exactly and you know if you're listen if you're sean payton i would i'll say this chargers had come open and I, I really thought they would have gotten rid of you know that they were going to get rid of brandon staley but you know when you look in the landscape you want to go to denver Russell Wilson, huh. touching that. I mean, you know, Arizona with 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 Kyler Murray, where you got to write into his contract that he has to study. Yeah. That was fairly well known throughout the league, so that was you know that was that was that was a message being sent by the organization. I, I just don't know because I mean, I, you know, when you look at the when you look at the Cowboys, are they really that close under Mike McCarthy to 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 being a Super Bowl, you know, winner? I mean, the 49 Granted, you know, no matter, you know, D'Amico's likely going to be gone. You know, you, so you're going to have to battle that. The Eagles aren't going away. Um, you know, I, I, I just I just wonder if as impulsive as Jerry is, Jerry Jones, I just wonder if, if, if he pulls a trick. I told Josh that the other night. Um, I said, I think, you know, if they don't make it, at least make it to the Super Bowl, I think he's gone. I really do. So. He's not going to get them to. To the promised land that's for sure i just it's it's tough for me i mean okay let's let's just throw out a hypothetical here okay you've got a you've got a coach that every year he's been your coach he he gets you to the playoffs every year he's been your been your coach he gets you to the playoffs do you fire that coach i think so it depends on what you're looking for if if your goal is just to be in a conversation in the playoffs then maybe you don't but if your goal is ultimately to win one, and if you've got a track record of getting to the playoffs 
I don't think that there's another gear or something that you're missing that's going to get you from point A to point B if there's been a long period of time where you're just kind of stuck where you are, you know? Well, so I, I guess I guess the the scenario isn't just getting to the playoffs, right? Because the Cowboys are only they, – they didn't win their division because the Eagles, right? I mean, mm. we're not talking about the Seahawks getting to the playoffs here, yeah. right? The only reason the Seahawks weren't 500 was because we now play 17 games. Right? We're not talking about the Buccaneers getting to the playoffs because they're in the worst division in the NFL. We're talking about, you know, a team that won some games. Keep in mind, the team that has won the most games against opponents over 500, I don't see how you can justify getting rid of that coach to shake up what you have going. Do you make personnel changes? Probably. Do you make them take – a step back probably here and there get an offensive stud get a defensive stud whatever he needs do you get the right people surrounding the quarterback maybe do you get rid of your quarterback if he's Dak Prescott definitely I think that, but that's I, what they need I mean here's the thing I look at though you look at the end of that game and you know not great play calling from them when they had the ball with just under two minutes left, right? I mean, just just over two minutes left. You have to punt the ball away to San Francisco. Amazing play calls, like throwing the pass for a first down, like right before the two-minute warning when the Cowboys were counting on, like that being a timeout. I'm just saying, like, you just see a different level of how to operate with a game on the line, like in that game. Yeah. I mean, even with the Cowboys getting the game, even with, like you said, Eric, the annexation of Puerto Rico, snag a plus, you know, exit stage right, whatever it may be, at no point did anybody have any confidence in the fact that the Cowboys were going to go 90 yards without a timeout to tie that game up. Or, well, I mean, it, it will go for two because you well, the kicker you had anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just saying, like, that's really also so a testament to we don't think that we have somebody that can win a game like that for us, you know. And 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 you they, they were clearly still outclassed from a coaching standpoint over there. I mean, like there was never a question. It's far superior here. Yeah, I think I think I get what you're saying. Kind of like how Andy Reid was in Philadelphia when they got rid of him. Yeah, and he went to the Chiefs and was very successful. Keep in mind the only reason Mike McCarthy was available to come to the Cowboys was because he got let go, right? Yes. right. For, a, for a terrible season that was without Aaron Rodgers Great. at Green Bay. And now you put in a, a, a powerhouse offensive guy who had the exact same success as Mike McCarthy did at Green Bay. <laughs> you know, I don't think that I think it might be on the field personnel that's the problem. Again, I'll give you the last drive. Last drive's terrible. We've done it two years in a row. A wild card team against, against you know, their uh, divisional champ. It, it ended the way everybody expected it to end that wasn't a Cowboys fan. Um, but I definitely do think that you're right. There's going to be talk. I'm not disagreeing that there's not going to be talk about letting him go. I'm not even saying it would shock me if they let him go. It would shock me it wouldn't surprise me at all that he got let go but then he's gonna go somewhere else after a season off 
and he's he's gonna you know lose to the 49ers in the divisional playoffs again but i mean there's one thing that is fair to say about the dallas cowboys especially over the last say 20 years if it's always the coach that's the problem at some point it's got to be the owner that's always no. been the problem no question <laughs> no question you know, yeah, I tell my kids point. all the time that if it's always somebody else's fault, then it is most definitely your fault. <laughs> well, I'll throw the Browns at you every time, right? <laughs> if you if you ever say the coaching staff's the problem. The Browns had Belichick and Nick Saban on their on their freaking coaching staff at the same time. You don't get a star-studded coaching staff like that unless those coaches retire and then coach the Pro Bowl, right? <laughs> It, it never happens. It never lines up. What's the problem? The Browns are the problem. Yeah. Right? Yep. Just like I think the Cowboys are the problem. Yep. Yep. And Jerry Jones. They, yeah. <laughs> and, and Dak so Prescott, true. right? Like, he, he worked on all those uh, franchise tags for all those years. He had that horrendous ankle injury, and they still gave him four years, $160 million or whatever the number was. Ridiculous. And he just hasn't been the Dak Prescott since. Now, granted, they got rid of Amari Cooper for a bag of rocks. I don't remember exactly what they got for him, but um, that was stupid in and of itself. But these passes that he's throwing in the first quarter, like what did he see on the sideline, right? So that's how the Niners got three points. Then they were in field goal range, field goal range at the end of the first half. And he throws a pick which then the Niners get a 50-yard field goal from the incomparable. Don't the Bears wish they had Robbie Gold, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I mean, well, there's nine points right there. And if not, we could be having a completely different conversation potentially. Well, when it comes down, when you, when you talk about the money, you have, you, have, you have Dak Prescott and he lost to a seventh-round draft pick that's making $500,000. I mean, you know, and, and, and listen, I, I'm actually, I'm actually a believer in Brock Purdy. I mean, I, I think, I think that kid's done a, a tremendous job. Um, I think he knows his limitations and he plays to his limitations. Um, he doesn't try to do anything, and that's a credit to me to my, to Kyle Shanahan as well with the way he's he set him up. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at it from an investment standpoint, you go out there and Dak Prescott gets outplayed in a game like that. Um, you know, I, I agree. I, I, I think it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think it's probably a combination of both. And, and probably what will end up happening is Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, he'll be the one that pays the price, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, versus uh, McCarthy. But, I, you know, I just don't see – just like we were talking about with Sean McDermott in Buffalo. I mean, there's going to come a point in time where you're wasting these guys, these generational talents, you're wasting their prime. And then they're going to be on the wrong side of, you know, on the wrong side of their career. And, and the injuries, which both of them mm -hmm. have had. And, 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 you know, so, the, you know, you only have such a such a short window, and I think that's why you see a lot of the, the, the impulsive decisions by these owners. Um, and rightfully so. I agree 100%. Could y'all believe Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer colliding yesterday? Mm. Man. The, the Bills just mm. – they get out of their own way, for lack of a better way to – make that point, I guess. Um, but, but to your point about Brock Purdy, I mean, the, the guy, he's unbelievable, right? He's won, what, seven in a row, Drew? Niners have won 12 in a row, I believe. And I'm going to give him eight. Oh, yeah. eight. 
That was the eighth. Okay. Did y'all know that Brock Purdy was uh, somewhat recruited by Nick Saban? Yes. In fact, because I'm a big college football fantasy player, and uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the the guy that uh, I'm trying to think of the running back for Iowa State that was with uh, with him there. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. No, Brees, Hall. Brees Hall. It was my fantasy keeper in uh, college football fantasy. So I was very well versed with Purdy and. The thing is, he obviously didn't put up these like, you know, video game numbers in college, but the guy was 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 special, and the guy was a winner there. So, I mean, he was just in the run heavy type of system, but he was tailor made to manage an NFL roster. If he ever got a chance. Well, I mean, you know, he was he was. Uh, I, I've been reminiscent of the game this week, right? I think I might have mentioned it to you guys um, earlier in text. Uh, maybe that was somebody else I was talking to. Jalen Hurts and uh, and Brock Purdy faced each other in college, right? On paper, Brock Purdy beat Jalen Hurts, but the score of the game ended up being forty-two to forty-one. Oklahoma won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's if you haven't heard that story yet, it's Monday, right? We'll be hearing all about mm-hmm. it on Thursday. By the time Sunday rolls around, they'll have all the stats and all the all the reels, you know, put up and everything, mm-hmm. right? We'll see, we'll see all of it. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting um, seeing those two guys. So we had originally uh, projected who was going to the Super Bowl. I said it was going to be Bills 49ers. Josh said it was going to be Bills 49ers. Um, Rod, you had said Chiefs versus 49ers. Um, so mm-hmm. far, we're, you're staying strong. Um, so who do you like, Josh, uh, as your replacement? Are you still going 49ers? Or are you changing that one? Um, are, and, and are you going Bengals or Chiefs? I, I think I'm going to go uh, definitely Philadelphia. And um, I think I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I think I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Arrowhead's a tough place to play. I think Mahomes will be ready. And I think the defense will really step up, much like they did in the Raiders game, last game of the regular season. I mean, I know it's the Raiders, but y'all know what I mean. They they just have an edge about them, um, kind of hitting on all cylinders, and I think they'll find a way to beat the Bungles. Of course, I can't stand the Bengals as well, so maybe that's part of my biased opinion also. <laughs> all right. What do you think, well, Drew? I'm going 49ers Bengals, but I'm doing that for a reason. I'm doing it for history reason. If – if the 49ers and the Bengals play each other in the Super Bowl, it will set a record for the most matchups in the Super Bowl between two teams um, at four. That's right. Wow. Uh, or excuse me, no, excuse three. me, it'll tie with three. No, it'll, three. It'll, yeah, three. it'll tie with three. Tie with three. Uh, who was the other one? The Cowboys and uh, Cowboys and the Steelers. 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 Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's the other one at three. So it'll 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 tie that matchup there. So I've got to I've got to go with that side of history. Um, even though I'm a little nervous as a 49ers fan about the Eagles, um, I, I I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be playing as well as, as the Chiefs would like to be playing um, against the Bengals. That's the only reason why I say that. I, I'm, I'm scared for Patrick Mahomes right now. You guys know my feelings of, of injured players playing mm-hmm. on the football field. I, um, I'm, I'm nervous. I really am for him. And it only gets worse. Understand that, Chiefs fan who is in the audience. Um, it only gets worse from here. If you beat the Bengals and, and there 
there's even a smidge of Patrick Mahomes being injured. He is either going to face the number one or number two defense in the Super Bowl. That's that's it. So, it, you know, I, I can't see the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. I could see them making it. Honestly, I'm picking the Bengals on a stretch just because they're hot. Um Kind of like 49ers. I think 49ers are hot right now, so maybe they'll find a way to win. You know, um, I thought about the spirit of the 1989 Super Bowl and and they'd be in the Bengals and 49ers and reliving Montana to John Taylor in the back of the end zone. Uh, but I just I, – I like Brock Purdy. I just don't trust him on the road against the Eagles right now. Uh, I just I'm I'm wondering I, I can't see them producing enough points to win that game right now just because of just how that last game played out and how things are going. So I'm going to say we're going to have the Eagles against the Bengals. All right, Eric, yep. you didn't have I, a previous pick. So give us your pick. Who's going to the Super Bowl? I, I, I agree with Rod Bengals Eagles. I just – I do believe in, like he said, and I, I mentioned earlier, I do believe in Brock Purdy, but I don't think he gets it done on the road um, in, a, in a really hostile environment. Um, I just I just can't see him coming through um, in, in that situation. Um, I think the defense can – you know, certainly the, the defense speaks for itself, um, but, but I think the Eagles and the Bengals, I, I think, are the, the best two that are left. I, I just – I really do. Overall, just in terms of, of complete teams, I think, you know, what what the Bengals were able to do walking into Buffalo um, and making that look easy um, in a hostile environment. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, I think, like I said, you know, he's he's calm, cool, collected. Um, you know, so, yeah, I like I like Bengals, Eagles. Here, here's – Here's one of my favorite things about about this this whole conversation. Um, taking back to what the media was saying, you know, the the big hype about the Jaguars being in the wrong spot, right? Because we know they shouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. um, but the big hype for the Jaguars was, oh, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday. Mm -hmm. and guess what? He gets to play on Saturday. Mind blown. We can't bet against him because he's never played on Saturday. You guys are th thinking – think about it logically, right? You, you absolutely are thinking about it with a rookie quarterback. You would never pick a rookie quarterback to beat the number one seed. You wouldn't do that. But may I remind you, you're betting against a rookie quarterback that has never lost a football game in the NFL. So, I'm just throwing that out there. Josh, I know you had something to say. Sorry I cut you off. No, you're fine. It isn't it amazing that we're sitting here talking about the Philadelphia, three of us are talking about the Philadelphia Eagles playing in the Super Bowl when wasn't it two years ago that Jalen Hurts got benched in the last game of the regular season with the playoffs on the line? Yep. Because yep. he was basically ineffective. And they were talking about, we don't know if we have a quarterback next year. And I think next year oh. was last year. And obviously he showed a lot of promise. And then this year, barring you know, get young fellow from Tennessee. Barring injury, I think he would have been MVP this year. Yeah. I think so, too. And, and, yep. and, and Josh, there's history. Remember, he got benched for Tua. Won an SEC yep. championship game against Georgia. That's right. You know, yeah, so it's going to be it sad is. to see him benched in the NFC championship game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It just means they'll come back and win the Super Bowl, right? You, you, you expect to see old jean shorts out there? <laughs> <laughs> the, the question is, will uh, T.O., if, if the Eagles win, will T.O. and Donovan McNabb hug on the sideline pregame in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Bury that hatchet. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, remember, <laughs> the, the, there were some strong comments there about, you know. Oh, big time. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right, guys. We're talking about important matchups. Let's 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 go to the end and wrap this one up. We got uh, we got another important matchup we wanted to talk about. Josh, you brought this one up. You brought this to the table. This is a pet peeve of yours, I feel like, because you have mentioned this on multiple occasions, especially pertaining to your wife. But Coke versus Pepsi. That's yes. A, that's our our final debate for the day. Coke versus Pepsi. So, um, so something interesting happened to your wife. Tell us about it. What happened? Yeah, definitely. She was standing here a little while ago. I think she was ready for this segment um, because she was going to make a cameo, so she could she could get in here on. Uh -oh. But uh, yeah, man, we went to an establishment in New York, which will remain nameless, mm -hmm. right? Because we have no idea how many millions will be listening to this at some point, right? And we want to make sure that we don't have any skeletons, so we don't want to upset the owner of this restaurant who will at some point listen to this podcast. So we go to this diner in New York and my kids and my wife all order Cokes. The server says, okay, four Cokes and a water. Comes back to our table, sets the glasses down. My kids, my wife take their first sip and they're like, Ugh, this is Pepsi. So I said, wow, this is podcast material. How can, if, if it's okay if you don't serve Coke, but at least have the courtesy to say we only have Pepsi products. You but know I'll what's you weird? What, it still would have been bad because, you know, the, the freestyle machines, they have Dr. Pepper, right? So even if you don't like Coke, you can have Dr. Pepper. There she is right there. <laughs> she going to tell me I'm not her friend, right? Before we get to Sigma. That's right. <laughs> it's just pretty That's exactly right. So in most places, if they have Pepsi fountains, they always have what? Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. Or if they serve Pepsi, they have Dr. Pepper. Buffalo Wild Wings, they have Pepsi there, but they have Dr. Pepper, right? So just have the courtesy to say we – only have Pepsi products, but then carry Dr. Pepper. I don't even think they carried root beer. So everybody had to drink Pepsi. So we were just very happy to get on the plane. We had a connection in Washington, DC. We went to a um, little place by the gate, Wolfgang Pucks has like this little, little fast food joint place. And guess what? All they had, Pepsi products. <clears throat> Oh, and, and they don't have sweet tea. I don't know if y'all know that. Where was this again? They have like Lipton sweet tea. So that's Not what the they same. were serving us. Not I, I, I was about to say, where, 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 uh, where was this again? This, this was in D.C. and New York City. Okay, that's all I got to say here. You know, sweet tea. I mean, come yep. on. I mean, although it's kind of weird, but I mean, obviously, that's one thing I would expect out of a non-Southern place to not have sweet tea the way in the south we're used to it but like we always 
kind of get stigmatized in the South. Well, you all, all you ever do is call drinks Cokes, you know? But, like, this is New York, and you say Coke. You, you know, not Coke, not Pop, even. You say Coke, and they just assume whatever it means, it's, it's just a soda. That's right. I would think the opposite. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, this isn't like I'm at work, and I'm going to say I'm going to go downstairs and get a Coke at the soda fountain, I mean, at the Coke machine, right? That doesn't mean I'm gonna get a Coke. But to your point, Rod, <laughs> but to your point, if all you have are Pepsi products, let a brother know. No, ex ex well, exactly. Well, I don't even understand why they're the same thing, right? It, it only, only, only applies to Pepsi and Coke. Mm -hmm. That's the only time a server will literally crap the bed and give you the not what you ordered because if i say hey can i get a budweiser they're gonna say oh we don't have budweiser we got miller right that's that's a fact you're not gonna sneak me a miller and, and try to pull that off i'm not getting a paps blue ribbon in in my bud light right that's not something that's gonna happen it's only pepsi and coke and they're not the same thing. They're not synonymous. I don't know. And again, people in the South use it synonymously. I don't know why these folks up North were thinking that that's acceptable. But, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm okay if you sell Pepsi products. I'm not saying that because if I want a Pepsi, I want a Pepsi. And if I want a Coke, I want a Coke. It's not just insert brown liquid into my mouth. But, <laughs> Oh, we don't have Pepsi, but we have some diarrhea juice over here. You can drink that. It's brown and liquidy. No, it's not the same thing, you idiots. Why would you even do that to me? I it's mean, it might not as well just gave same. you some Sam's choice. Yeah, again, I'm I'm okay with that. If you told me, uh, you know, if I was like, hey, hey, Rod, I, I want a Coke, and you were like, I got some Sam's Cola in my fridge, I'd be like, yep, that's great. RC Cola, I'm good with yeah. that. You name hey, Dr. Any, Thunder for your Dr. Yeah, Pepper. I mean, any, you know, brown, any, any brown soda pop, I'm probably okay with it as long as you tell me what that is. You don't, I don't say, you know, I, I, want, I want a Coke and you pour me a glass of orange juice and be like, here you go. <laughs> or even worse, you do that if I ask you for Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew is literally carbonated orange juice and you still know it's not the same thing. No. So why do people think coke and pepsi are the same thing like uh, just because the big logo says that like are we are we two is that what oh pepsi pepsi i want pepsi it's the big picture hey josh tell okay she could have ordered a tab <laughs> right that's right that was a discussion the other night so if katie's listening that's that's my yeah. i'll have a Damn. diet right please made by made, made by coca-cola company by the way Katie. <laughs> if you're listening yeah, that's right. Yes, she threw so, me under the bus for one of my answers. I, there she goes. <laughs> yeah, the restaurant that we went to in downtown Birmingham Saturday night did not have Coke. They had Pepsi. And so that's kind of where this whole conversation started. But I had a grape a co and uh -oh. she had a Dr. Pepper in the bottle. Yes. Yeah. So we had options. Grape a co We had options. Did, did you get it? Knee high while you were there. They didn't have knee. I was going to say Grapeco is basically just carbonated Kool Aid. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Hey, there is no, there is nothing like Grapeco and Sunkiss though. 
Those are those are two oh, like man. they're delicacies. I was looking if you for don't drink wine, you can drink that and exchange them one one for one. I was looking for Tahiti treat, but they didn't have it. <laughs> Hit them up with that fruit punch, baby. <laughs> A wine punch. <laughs> yeah, Josh, I hate to tell you, there there were comments being made about your choice of selection the other night. They were kind of looking over there with the side eye going, he really got that? <laughs> that is a large seven-year-old that I see over there. Man, that's that seven year old is at least six feet tall. We had his juice box in the car. So, I mean, you know, he had his juice on the way over. And, then, uh, and he made me yeah, a couple of beers. So, you know, he, you know. So. I hadn't had one in 30 years. You know, I had to see what well, it, I still like the taste. And it was half. <laughs> my, my, my brother always tells me he can't do great stuff because it reminds him of medicine. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that might ruin grape yeah. for me. Knowing that point. I'm a tap man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Delsum, yeah, Delsum, yeah. Delsum, yeah. Yuck. I mean, that can't even like count as liquid. I mean, it's so thick. Right. You got if you got to chew that liquid to get it down your down your throat, it's not liquid anymore. It could I mean, be a there's jello. people that started two weeks ago on the little cup, and they're still and they're still pouring the last bit of it right now. <laughs> right, right. You, you have to pour like an extra milliliter. You have to pour an extra milliliter because it's going to get stuck yeah. in the yeah. cup. <laughs> it's like whenever you're giving your kids medicine, you double the dose because you know they're only going to drink half of it. There you go. <laughs> Parent. Even at 13. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So true. All right, Josh, we're way over time. I thank oh, you man. for joining. Thank you so much. I told you yep. for 45 minutes, we always go um, an hour and a half, apparently, this time. Um, so, I mean, uh, so yeah. Aerobic 45 minutes. Two more. Three more. <laughs> Four more. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, I guess we got to sign off, right? I got to give the answers to the trivia question. Oh, yeah, gosh. I almost Uncle Joe. Yes, Uncle Joe's trivia. So here are the answers. So the first question was, what three players won a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and a Super Bowl? And those three players were Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, and Charles Woodson. That's right. Yes. The 1990 – Seven Michigan Wolverines. Right. Uh, uh, go ahead, Rod, with Marcus Allen and Tony Dorsett. Seventy-seven Pittsburgh Panthers. Six. Seventy-six season, seventy-seven <clears throat> game. For okay. Them, yes. Yep. Okay. And then Marcus Allen, you're on your own. Oh my goodness. Uh, I want to say it was like it was it was the mid seventies for him too. Seventy-eight, Rod. I think. I think it was seventy. USC. Definitely USC. Yeah, yeah, because uh wait, Bama was seventy Bama was seventy eight seventy. Yeah, seventy nine. Uh, so it was seventy seven season probably one seventy eight. Seventy seven, you're right. Yeah. Seventy seven season. Eighty four Super Bowl. Correct. When they beat Washington. Thirty eight to nine. Yep. John Riggins and the Hogs and all the Joe Thosman. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
And I'm afraid Charles Woodson was the 2011 Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I actually thought you guys were going to win it, Crago. Shout out to Richard Mendenhall. Yeah. <laughs> the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he actually was flapping his gums about Roethlisberger today, I read. Hey, just go on and enjoy retirement and leave Ben Roethlisberger alone. I, I don't <laughs> understand the hate for Ben Roethlisberger. Actually, I do understand the hate, but it's just time to move on with our lives. It is time. Right. I would agree. Right. And the second question was, what NBA center beat Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, and David Robinson in one playoff season? And that was Greg Ostertag. That's right. From the Utah Jazz. Double zero. Yes. From Kansas, if right. Kevin is still listening. But yeah, there's Uncle Joe's trivia for this week. Come back because they'll only get better from here. That's right. And if you don't like them, send us some. We'll use them and we'll shout you out, just like we shouted out Eric today. That's right. That, He's the man. That great Heisman Trophy National Championship Super Bowl question. So, so, all right, Drew. I guess it's time to sign us off, man. Uh, no bueno. I don't, I don't I don't sign us off. That's all you. All right, we'll let Eric sign us off. Yes, sir. I'm the guest. I'm a guest. <laughs> well, Craig, well, this is your, this is your spot, man. This is your show. It's your spot. All right, Rod, like, sign us off. To shine. I mean, it's like it's like Eminem said. Come on. Oh, you want me to do one it? shot? All right, one all shot. Right. Well, thank well, thank you guys for the opportunity. It has been a true pleasure to join you and cut it up. And listen, for everybody out there, if you listen later on, whatever, give these guys a listen. Give them a follow. They do a tremendous job. They're working hard for everybody out there trying to entertain. So, you know, give it, give it, a, give it a chance. Give them an opportunity. And listen, we thank you for joining us tonight. And we'll see it. We'll catch you on the flip side next time. Sounds pretty good to me. Check us Could out at Culture Life on all your social media outlets, as well as Apple Podcasts.